Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to it, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Today on the show, I wanted to start things off with something a little different, something I don't normally do, but I need to get better at. Today on the show, we have my friend Lily Traviato. She is an awesome musician, singer, producer, and I want to show you some of her music. That's why I had her come on the show so we could talk about it. But I feel like I'm missing a good opportunity if I don't actually play you a song. So Lily was kind enough to send me a track for us to share with you today. This track is going to be on an upcoming release that she is working on. It is the title track for this release, and I believe this is somewhat of a world premiere. Yeah, this is going to be, this is your first time hearing this, and if you are a fan, friend, family member of Lily, then this is probably your first time hearing it too, maybe. This song is the title track off of her upcoming release. This song is called Princess Nostalgia. I'm going to let this song play through, and then I'm going to get into my conversation with Lily Traviato. Princess Nostalgia, check it out.
Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Who am I talking to? Uh, my name is Lillian Traviato. I am an artist and a singer and trying to be a producer. You know, I, I don't know if I can call myself that yet, but it's pretty much what I've been working on and studying in my free time for the past maybe year. Yeah. The stuff that you have on SoundCloud right now, yeah. is that self-produced? Yeah, but that's, I'm not... I think I've grown a lot since then. Like I'm really, I'm releasing a mixtape in the next few months, and I think I've learned a lot since then. So right now, when I look back at that stuff, I'm still fond of it, but I'm just like, uh, like I'll have to go back and reproduce a lot of those because they're just not as clear as I want them to be. Yeah. And to me, the arrangements are like, I think uh, I don't even consider myself a singer. Like I'm really proud of the arrangements and all that stuff as well, and the singing is like part of it. So I guess it's more like I love being the arranger of like a piece. And that's why I love logic because I can just, it's pretty much limitless. Yeah. I can do whatever I have in my head. I can like just make it happen. Yeah. So you've only been self-producing now for, you said going on a year or so, but you have to well, have some musical background no, yeah, prior it started, to that. Well, I started playing, first was guitar when I was six, but then I started playing the double bass when I was eight. But around the same time when I was eight, I started using GarageBand. So I didn't realize, but it's pretty much been what a slow progression since Garage then. What were using GarageBand for when you were eight? Making songs. Like yeah? Just making, and I also made films. Like, I, I'm even GarageBand or like a paired thing. Like, I'd make like music videos or soundtracks to like short films I was making with my neighbors. And just like random beats. Like, and it was just kind of something I did in my free time. And then totally. in high school, I got a bit more, I took it more seriously. And like, my first thing that I put out and was like all nervous about putting out under my name was a cover of Walk on the Wild Side. So I didn't even make this track. I just found instrumental and sang over it and put it, I think, I didn't have SoundCloud yet. I put it on YouTube. But then I slowly started discovering, oh, I can pull up a keyboard and actually play my own arrangements. And it just kept progressing. And the further I got, the more I learned how much more there is to learn. You know what I mean? I, that's how it goes, I guess. Uh -huh. So it's just been, yeah. And I didn't realize until like maybe the past six months, I looked back and realized it all started when I was eight. Yeah. Yeah. I had a similar come up, but okay. much more limited technology. Mm. I'm not sure how old you are. But 19. I'm, huh? 19. You're not you're 19. Yeah. Okay. I'm 31. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a, a gigantic uh age gap yeah. there. But when I was young, I was doing music stuff, mm. but I had to like I had a tape recorder at my grandma's house that had like a microphone input. Yeah. So I used to have to like 
just do stuff like out loud on a keyboard and like yeah. I have, like a song about like playing in the garbage that I did when I was like a kid, you know, and like, yeah. that that was all I had. Yeah, but, I had like, one called "Sitting by the Sitting by the Fire," and it was a rap song <laughs> of me and my friends like chilling at the fireplace. That was all the song was about. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, I feel bad. No, that's that's awesome. I get, well, but as I got older, like in eighth grade, I had like a little thing to make beats on Sony PlayStation, mm. and then the only way I had to record that was I had a camcorder. And I would put it next to the TV and I would like rap at the camcorder. That's awesome. And I still have all those tapes. Good, good. Yeah, I'm I sure would, they're amazing. <laughs> they're great. I've actually like used some of that stuff as hidden tracks on releases that uh, I've put out and things like sick. that. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's really cool because this is actually the first time I've met somebody who is coming from that generation when like things like garage band were available yeah, yeah. at that age and yeah, like seeing amazing. somebody take advantage of it. Yeah. You know? Cause it's like speaking a language, like, and to jump from that to logic, it's pretty much the same format, but just like way more powerful. And to just step into it with relative ease, like to know what things mean. It's yeah, it is a gift in some ways for sure. It's super cool. And it like makes you think twice about, uh, seeing, parents who you know like oh they're just letting their kid play on the ipad the whole yeah. time i mean it depends like, like but it could be you never know like if that kid stumbles into the right thing and has the yeah. right interest you know they could be composing a goddamn symphony that's what i realized like after discovering logic and all that stuff i actually started you know like i thought to myself people talk shit on technology and computers but it's really your own damn fault if you're using it wrong because the opportunities on the internet are like insane like Anything you want to learn. Like, I've learned so much about production just on YouTube. There's so yeah. much stuff. I, You know, you can download, like, I mean, not to encourage pirating, but you can get anything you want on uTorrent. Like, it's crazy. It's just, like, the opportunities are people overlook that a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that a lot of people don't take advantage of the resources. You know, like, if any time... I have something I can't figure out. What's the first thing that I do? I'm mm. just like, let's go search it. Like, yeah. you can type in any question. Like, my playhead keeps going back to this place where it started. Yeah. And it stopped. Like, what happened? It's like, oh, you accidentally hit shift and K. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, now I know how to fix that in case yeah. it happens again. Yeah. All these little things like that. Yeah. So now um, you decide that you're going to start doing some stuff solo. Did you ever have any aspirations or want to like work with other people or did mm. you always want to do like your own thing? Um, I never really, it wasn't like I wanted one over the other. It's kind of like what naturally happened. And for now this is, I feel like I need to develop to develop myself as a musician before I would want to be in a group. Yeah. And for me, I've collaborated before and like at this point too, I find it, I definitely know that it's a beautiful thing and you learn so much. But right now, like like I said, I just love doing the arrangements. And like to have full control over that is what makes it so amazing for me. So in the future, it's something I definitely want to do. But it would just be a different experience to is what it, I'm doing now. Is it something where almost now the mindset that you're in, like the end product is important, but it's almost not as important as just being in the moment and actually composing everything? Um, I'd say both of them. Like, okay. I mean, what makes it so fulfilling is at the end, I have this thing that I can yeah, say that but I, you really do enjoy the, the creative process and the yeah. writing process. I know that yeah. there, I'm the same way, but there are also people that just kind of want to get something out. Yeah. And it usually, to me that seems like it usually shows. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why you would be making music if it wasn't 
for the act of making music, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. I don't want to harp on anyone's intentions, yeah. but it seems like some people just have different intentions yeah, than maybe sure. you or I. Yeah. So the concept of making music just for the sake of art is maybe lost on some people because maybe they want to make music because they want to be, they want the label it's of like a musician the without the, yeah. without the work, yeah. you know, it's a, an aesthetic or a lifestyle, mm-hmm. like you yeah. said. Yeah. Definitely. And outside of music, you also do visual art as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen drawings that you've done online. You mentioned okay, yeah. messing around in iMovie and things like that. Mm-hmm. So kind of just any way that you can create something, it seems like maybe you're into it, whatever. Yeah, I've always been like, I guess I've I'm, I've had a lot of different outlets uh, for that kind of thing. And it's, yeah, it's fun because then I can make my album art. And then right now I'm making a music video. I'm actually going to film right after this. Cool. Um, so yeah, like that, they all come together in the end. Yeah, definitely like birds of a feather here because I'm the same mm. like I'll do my own album work I shoot all my own videos and edit them we talked about this the night we met like how it's like you want it to just be a product of you yeah like which I guess is a bit there's not always ego involved when you're an artist in a sense but it's also just like but what is art without ego yeah, though yeah it's so true actually I saw this image that Nye Palm from Hiatus Coyote shared on Instagram and it's a Venn diagram and it's like uh, in the middle, it says art, and on one side, it's crippling self-doubt, and on the other side, it's like something like extreme, like ego, egoism uh-huh. or something like that, which I thought was perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's definitely how it is. I think that for me, it's it's not even something that I ever like thought about or had to work towards. It was just like, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you know? same. It's yeah. it just it, it was like, I want to make a music video. Yeah. Okay, like. I have a camcorder sitting yeah, right there. Yeah. And I don't I mean, want to ask someone else to do it because I want it to be something that I create. Like mm-hmm. like we said, the point is like that you the process of creating it. I don't want it to be someone else's work. Like, it's hard, you know. I've I've worked with other people in the past, especially when I was starting out. Um, because you know, it it got to a point where I could do it myself, but I didn't necessarily have the equipment to pull off the level of quality that yeah. I wanted. And then so I work with other people. And I learn more things yeah. from collaborating with other people. Like, what kind of cameras are you using? What are you editing? You know, yeah. work with somebody one, a couple times and then take some notes in your brain and then acquire that stuff and then move on doing it yourself until, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that there's a lot to learn from collaborating Definitely. with other people. Like, and I couldn't do any of it actually alone. Like, my one of my best friends, Megan, is she's also really into films and she has, like, the good equipment. And so she's been my partner in crime for this one. Uh-huh. Um, but still, it's different to be able to just do it as a fun thing with your friends, like, and just have full control. Then, yeah, it's... But you still... You're definitely always learning from other people. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just having all of the art be a 100% representation of yourself and who you are Mm -hmm. i think that stuff really stands out because sometimes there are artists even that i know just in my peer group who Mm. are great at one thing that they do but Mm. then i don't know it just seems like everything kind of drops off like i make great songs and then i don't tell anybody about them or like i will attach some like really not so great artwork to it or something that doesn't seem to fit. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. Cause it's like, who am I to say that what they chose yeah, to represent their, their vision is good or bad. Yeah. 
but I don't know. Some pe- not everybody wants to make music videos or wants to for sure draw yeah. or paint. Yeah, and that's totally fair. What was it first for you? That like what was like the first creative thing you um, did? I guess I would say visual arts. My mother and my great grandmother, or my mother, my grandmother, and my great great grandmother were all artists. So I kind of just always grew up around that. And my dad was a musician when he was younger. So they were kind of always both there. But I always consider myself an artist before I consider myself a musician. I was a little less confident about that. Like it took me a while before I actually took myself seriously in that. Yeah. In in that realm, but I've both of them were always totally present. And then film was like around the age 8 to 12, like me and my uh, neighbors, Kern and Claire, shout out to them. And uh, my little brother, we just made, we had a whole YouTube channel, um, and all we did was make movies and music videos. and So that was a good period, for sure. Was it uh, more goofy, Totally ridiculous, stuff? like slapstick, just stupid stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is so weird. I feel like I'm talking to uh, myself. Because <laughs> it was the same <laughs> shit. And like the whole reason I started really making beats was to make backtracks for these goofy yeah, rap songs. That's, we literally like, <laughs> we had one that was like, we dressed up as mosquitoes and we're rapping about like biting people and making them itchy. <laughs> we had one, there was like a news clip about it. It was called daredevil orange. And he had like a theme song. He was uh-huh. like this, like, like evil guy that was raiding a city and it was just this orange we drew a creepy face on and got all this footage of it, like flying at people doing different things like out in the day. And then my brother, like, we put soap in his hair so he would look like a news anchor. And he was like, there have been attacks from the Daredevil Orange, like, all around the state of Pennsylvania. Like, Wow. Yeah, it got intense. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> is that stuff still floating around online? Uh, or is it, like, hidden or private? Yeah, so at one point when, like, when we were in middle school, when we were embarrassed about it, we made it private. Mm-hmm. And now I can't remember the password, and I've tried to get in so many times. Oh, and it's like, such a shame. Like, I have to keep trying. You don't have like the the raw files for that stuff. On- no, the computer's long gone. Damn. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. Like maybe I'll have to see if there's a way to like reopen that account if I call maybe and explain. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it'd be a shame if they were lost. Mm-hmm. I that again, but it's still like when we were doing this shit, it was all on camcorder tapes. There's no YouTube yet. Yeah. So it's like. Just have to invite all the friends over and then show them this yeah, fucking that's, stupid that's awesome. video. <laughs> we actually ended up doing a movie in high school. Uh-huh. And I still didn't have like editing software. So we got like two of my friends' other VCRs and like mm. we edited everything like VCR tape to VCR tape wow. with like doing the edits and everything. Yeah. And it was like nuts. Sometimes limits though, like are actually they actually are, are a catalyst for creativity. Like having those kinds of barriers totally. are actually where like some of the coolest mistakes that you make that end up being like this whole new thing you didn't expect happen. Uh-huh. So like I'm all for that for sure. It seemed like, you know, there was never an excuse not to do something for me. You know, yeah. it was just like, it was never like, oh crap, we can't make a movie. Like how are we going to put it together? Yeah. You know, it was just like. Let's, yeah. Let's grab these VCRs. We can do yeah. it. We yeah. went to like Joanne Fabrics and got a huge piece of uh, green fabric. So we had a green screen in the basement. Nice. <laughs> I've done green screens out of like the big green uh, poster board that you yeah, would use for, yeah. a, use for a presentation. Yeah, that's like, cool. Tape like nine of them to yeah. a wall. I get a lot of people who 
want to do art that I know. Mm. And a lot of the time they do make excuses and it really bums me out because I try to tell them, you know, you don't need a whole lot to do what you want to do. All you need is to take, like, I think that it's success. I'm actually reading this book called Outliers at the moment. Actually, it's kind of a bit depressing because they basically talk about the fact that success is like a tiny percentage skill and talent and hard work and everything else is like being at the right place in the right time. Oh, 100. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. But actually that's not really the full direction I'm going. But also it is because if you're not even going to put in like no, if you're going to make excuses, you can't expect it to go anywhere. Like you just really have to make things, step out and make things happen for yourself. And even then it might not work because because of the depressing place and time part of it. But you can't, yeah, you can't make excuses if you want anything to happen for you. Like you have to, taking ownership, I've discovered is like one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Just taking responsibility and ownership. And there are people that I know as well that, don't want to do things. How can I explain this? I guess I'll just like give a very specific story. Okay. So I used to live with somebody who was into film stuff Mm. and they had a really, they had a really good equipment and all of these things. Like there was no reason for them not to do stuff, but there was always this excuse that it just wasn't going to be good enough. So it wasn't worth the time. Mm. And but how did anyone me, ever get like you have to be an amateur that, to become an expert? That's kind of what my argument always was. Was yeah. if you want to do something new, sure, it's going to suck or not be at the level that you want. Yeah. But, you know, do you want to start now? It's the first and then, step. And then in 6 months be happy with what you're doing or in 6 months still be complaining that you haven't done anything. The ro- the, the problem with that is that you're expecting an outcome to be there immediately, which is And you're never going to be happy. Yeah, like you just it's about putting in time and work and yeah, again, it takes it takes years, you know, sometimes it takes the whole 10,000 hour thing. Like it takes a while, but you got to <laughs> start with the first hour like to get there, you know? Yeah. Every journey begins with a footstep. Yep, yep. You know, cliches. The thing about cliches is that they're true. And that's why they're cliches. cliches Exactly. (laughs) Now, the thing that really intrigues me about you Mm. is I listen to the stuff that you put up online. And, you know, it seems while you may not be, it's not, I'm really, I'm like stumbling over my words. Mm. I guess the main point I'm trying to get at is I'm really excited to see what your level of like what makes you happier, the level that you think your music should be is yeah. going to be. Cause I've already been pretty impressed personally with what I've heard. Oh, thank you. Especially knowing that it's all coming from you in terms mm. of like composition and production and engineering yeah. and everything. Yeah. Right? That, it means so much to me to have it all come from me. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't want it to be. Yeah. Someone else's work. Mm-hmm. What are you using in terms of, the gear to create your sounds and record yeah. and things like that. Let's get a little nerdy I literally on the tech on, stuff. I'm just on Logic, and I've been using my Apple headphones as a mic, and that's really it. yeah okay. <laughs> but I just invested in a high quality mic because like it's about time. And that's the other thing. Like you said, how your friend has all this expensive equipment. I feel like at least for me, the process has been that I'll start with like the shittiest thing. And then once you master that thing, then you can step up to the next highest. Cause if you start with like the highest quality thing, you don't even know what 
how to use it yet. You don't know why it's what's high quality about it. You don't know how to like use it to its fullest. So anyway, you, you also up until now, I've been totally happy with my Apple headphones, and I've reached a point where I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should get some. And better. you also don't know exactly what you need until you kind of reach that figure step. out like what you're doing exactly yeah so so far like and i'm ha- totally happy where i am i've been ma- like i wouldn't even say i've mastered logic but that's what i've like really gotten to know and i've reached a point where i'm like pretty comfortable on it and um yeah i just got got new uh, a new microphone and i was considering re-recording all the vocals on this mixtape but part of me just feels like do you already have it tracked and everything yeah and i i just feel like Sometimes it's hard for me to go back, like, well, I've been learning to be more patient. Like, I would publish things the second I was, like, I'd be so excited I'd publish them and then there'd be things that I wish I changed. Yeah. Which I'm happy with that because it was, like, if you go on my SoundCloud, every song is, like, better than the last because I learned, like, the first one is from, like, eighth grade. And it's, like, (laughs) if you skip from bottom to top, like, it's a big change. And I'm just happy, like, being done with that step and then moving on to the next thing instead of just like sitting and like being a lot of people too who I've talked to are like scared of publishing something because it's not there yet like we were talking about before but like I think you just have to for me at least I have to just put it out there like my my way of looking at it is like if I have a song it feels like holding in a fart if I can't just like <laughs> publish it like it's just I need to just Get it out. So part of me doesn't want to redo do the vocals because I'm happy with it. Like I wouldn't. Don't and do vocals it. aren't like sometimes I also like different filters on my vocals, and it doesn't even have to be like the highest quality for it to fit well in the mix. Yeah, and that work. was the thing. Was like the I feel that if this wasn't intentional, it maybe it wasn't. Maybe this was just a natural outcome of what you were using and yeah. your capabilities. But all the stuff that I've heard has this really cool classic feeling, not necessarily lo-fi mm. feel to it, but I can totally now in my head hear you recording it with an Apple headphone microphone. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason with the style of music that you're doing that has a little bit more of a throwback mm. feel to it, yeah. you know, and then that vocal styling, it just kind of seemed like it was an intentional roll off effect. I mean, I was happy. Yeah, to me, it I mean, fit what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. So I never like saw a reason to change. Like, it's not like I was like picked Apple headphones for that sound, but what came out, like, it like I built everything around it and it worked. I watched a really cool documentary once on all these black metal bands in Norway. Okay. And how the way that, like, very early black metal has a very distinguishable sound. Distinguishable distinguishable sound mm. because it just sounds awful like yeah. unrealistically awful okay and in this documentary they were talking about how they would grab like cb uh headsets to like purposely like scream into and run them through amplifiers wow. to record their vocals yeah. just to get these outrageously harsh sounds and nobody could figure out how they were doing it yeah. and that's they were just going out of their way almost like de-evolving the process intentionally yeah. to create like something Young crazy. Did that album recently that was like in a really old uh he did it I don't know exactly but basically he reverted to like a really old type of uh recording like technology like I think it was like cassette or some I know someone's going to be listening and know I'm wrong but basically yeah. similar concept. <laughs> he purposely used old materials to record it because he liked the sound. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's kind of arbitrary like to say, you know, that's how I felt. The Apple headphones weren't the best headphones, but, like, did they have to be? Like, pe- so much good music. It worked. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you. Yeah. No, it totally worked. And that's another point, too, to friends that I have 
and people that I've talked to who have limited resources. And it's like, I can't, you know, I really want to make some music. And mm. it's like, do you have a computer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can make this work. And think there's so many great old songs that I like that the production isn't like super great, but they're still great songs. Like, I don't, I just don't, I, th- I just think it can, there's so many different forms music can come in. And it's, yeah, if, it's one thing if it's like, in some songs, the melody is the most important thing. In some songs, it is the production. Like, And if you take away the production, there's not much structure there. Mm-hmm. So it depends totally on what you're doing, but you don't have to have the best, like the top of the top gear to make something good, really. Not at all. What gear, are you using any hardware or gear in your songwriting that you're recording into Logic, or are you using all, all software, MIDI. all software-based stuff? Yeah. Okay. Does Logic have yeah, like, I could built-in... Plug in- Stuff. Oh, it just you just run planet plugins yeah. through Logic. Yeah, like you, an interface. And yeah, then go through there. Yeah, which I have an audio interface, but I, I just haven't. Again, like actually, I asked my friend Gus to play. He's a great cello player, and I asked him to play a bit on one of my tracks. So I'm starting to. Um, I want to incorporate some more like real instruments because that gives a human touch to it. And you have experience in human instruments. I mean, you told yeah. me you were playing guitar when you were younger. I don't know. Had, did you play anything else? The bass. I played the bass for 10 years. Okay, yeah, you did tell me that as well. And then was the, the computer thing was just an evolution of making goofy beats with your friends and then yeah. getting into it seriously, kind of yeah. and the just bass, falling like, into it. The bass falls into it a lot as well, even though I'm not playing a physical bass. To me, the bass line... I think I just have a like an inclination for, and I'm all about the grooves. Oh, so the yeah. bass lines the, the come to me like immediately. Super groovy. Thank you. And I think so. Even though like I'm not playing the bass on it, it's everything I learned. I started uh, classically trained on an upright bass, and then I started playing in a jazz band and other things here and there. Um, so just understanding like that taught me a lot about song structure and arrangements. You know, so that was definitely like super super important to to where I am now was that experience. Mm-hmm. My thing, like when I got into making beats, I always wanted to play drums and I always had like a a direct connection to the rhythm parts and mm. songs. So I always felt that that was my strong suit. Yeah. Even to this day, coming up with good melody is always something that I'm not the best at. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I can admit my faults. Yeah, I wish I was better Everyone at melodies, but I am very. I feel like I'm very good at song structure and okay. just overall composition and getting better at writing hooks for songs mm-hmm. is something I've been trying to focus on a lot over yeah. the past year or so as I've been writing this album that's taking forever to finish mm. because life's crazy. Yeah, and I'm doing a million other things too. The mixtape. Mm. When is it? coming out specifically or are you just kind of not, spe- not yeah. trying to mm. no no I'm fine so I saw like, you, I, you uploaded the, some I, images yeah yeah is like, that, that's for the mixtape for that like I'm okay, getting so you're starting to hype it yeah I am I'm reaching that point like the songs are all a lot of the songs have been in my mind 90% done for a year but that's like what you said like you think that but I've just been constantly like I've reached I want it to be better than the last one so I've been just slowly like for a while, there was like a glass ceiling with production. Like I couldn't get sounds clear just because I didn't understand the software enough. And I've reached recently reached a point where I just have the, a kind of better understanding. So I've just been going through and like kind of reinventing a lot of the arrangements and just changing a lot of the sounds that are making up the songs. So 
I have about between eight and ten songs that I'll put out. Um, there's a few that I'm might not. I'm not exactly sure, but they're all about ninety percent done. And now they actually are about ninety percent done. <laughs> so um, I am. I did do um, all the arrangements and the mixing, but I'm sending them to a friend to master them. Just because you're not meant to do it if you have a biased ear and just like to run, um, just to like. I guess, like, the final polishing touches. I don't know. Like, from what I've read, you're not meant to master your own stuff. Um, so I'm sending those out, like, hopefully in the next two weeks. And then as soon as they're done, I should be ready. Yeah. I, I've i mastered some stuff that I've put out, like, one-off tracks and random things that mm. aren't a big deal. Yeah. But in terms of full albums, I always have a friend yeah, masters them like a specific person. Yeah, whose ear that I trust. Yeah, I think it's definitely like it's so hard. It is so hard to hear your own music clearly in a certain way. Like after you've been listening to it, like literally for like a year. Yeah, and in a, it's a different way. It's not like you're enjoying it the same way that when you're listening to other people's music. It's just like you reach a point where it's you don't even know what you're. I mean, you understand what I mean. You don't oh, even thinking, know what you're hearing anymore. I'm, I'll I'll go through and make notes on like the whole album because now I have Same, yeah. the song orders done and everything's in there now. But now I've done this ridiculous thing where spoiler alert, I've added a guitar player. Okay. And I wasn't oh. gonna have any guitar on this album. I had guitar on the last one. I wasn't gonna do it this time. Mm. But I had one. I had one song. Yeah. One damn song that I felt was missing something. So I had my friend come over and do guitar. It turned out great. Yeah. And then he came over again another week and did guitar in another song. And I was like, oh, I guess we're just going to go through going. all these songs because yeah. it just sounds better. Yeah. Just gives it like a little extra soul. Yeah. Which I feel I, I like because this is the first album that I've done in a while that's really heavy sample based. Mm. And I like all the stuff, but it does feel a little lifeless as yeah. a result. So I think just having just some simple guitar lines added in another, is going to make another dimension. Yeah. It's going to make the mix wider and just give it a little bit more life. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause the right now, um, I'm not the last album that I did. There was live drums, live bass, live guitar. Yeah. And then electronics, this album at this point, um, I didn't do live drums this time because I wanted to have a more classic hip hop sounding feel. Mm. And no matter what, for whatever reason, since my style's a little bit harsher, the live drums make it sound more rock driven than I intend for it to. Yeah, yeah. It's just I can't escape it. So this time, no live drums. Yeah. But there's still live bass. Okay. The live bass was the only live instrument on the album. So it was cool, but having the guitar now is gonna help it just that was a better. long tangent i don't even know where i was going with i guess oh, the things are always song order and making making notes, notes yeah yeah <laughs> i'll have notes now it's like turn down hi-hat two Same. decibels like i like this, listen like, to the things and then just thing. have my like notes out and as i'm listening it's like yeah like lower the harmony like on this line like <laughs> <laughs> very specific yeah yeah and then you do that and then you listen through it again and something else is Yeah. You know what I end up. up doing? Every time I'm bouncing a song, like it'll happen a lot when I think it's like pretty much done and I bounce it and then I have it played back live as I'm doing it and I just can't, I've like canceled the bounce like 12 <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. Well, what I always do is when I do 
my bounce downs because I don't actually record on my laptop. Okay. I have a separate desktop computer. That's why there's two computers to your right there. And it's never touched the internet or anything. It's only for recording. Yeah. Um, but what I'll do is I will bounce down all the stuff and then throw it on my laptop and I won't listen to it until I'm out of the house. Mm. So it's like I'll bounce the stuff down at night and then I won't listen to it till the next day. It's good. Just I to need like to get really that restraint. Separate myself from it. Yeah. And then even if I want to change something right away, it's like I can make the note on it. Yeah. And then I can go back and check, recheck my notes and yeah. make sure that it's okay. There's been times like very silly things where I'm on the bus and I'm listening through stuff. I wrote lyrics to one of my songs on the, while I was listening to the instrumental on the bus. But if you're focusing on a mix on the bus, there was one time where I thought the low end needed turned down. But mm. really what it was was I was sitting on the, the back hum. of the bus and the rumbling was <laughs> making it sound like the mix was yeah. too bass heavy. Yeah. So you really need to pay attention to like your environment that you're yeah. in. And you have to listen to it in a lot of different settings. And uh-huh. Yeah. That's oh, that's so deflating too sometimes like when you think the mix is so good on one speaker <laughs> and then you hear it elsewhere and you're just like, fuck, that uh-huh. sounds terrible. Uh, but um, What is your preferred like playback when you're – Listening to yeah. mixes. Do you have? I go on walks. Do you do headphones? Oh, um, that's what I was doing for a long time, and literally in the past month that I've been home, because it's different when like I had housemates for a lot of the past year, and it was just in situations where I couldn't afford to just sit in a room with it blasting. Uh-huh. But now I just have a good, really good speaker set in my room, and I think honestly I credit. And I also my dad gave me his really nice pair of Bose like big headphones, and I think I've made a lot of like jumps forward in, in production also just with that because I can I know what I'm changing like I've had I've heard people say that it's better to mix with like really shitty headphones because that's like you can I get the most basic elements together but if you're like adjusting like ambience or like things like that like you can't hear what you're changing on shitty headphones like for the tweaks that really make a difference to me like I didn't even know what I was you don't even know what you're changing with a lot of the the um, materials on there until you have really good headphones or speakers is what mm-hmm. I've found. My my thing is I have headphones that I do all my mixing on and I've been mixing on the same headphones for 10 years. Yeah. I've bought multiple pairs of them yeah. because they shit the bed. But they're just, I know, I don't know, I'm just, I know what they sound like and yeah. it's just, I've put out quality mixes on them before so it's just what I use. Yeah. yeah. And it always helps to just to A-B reference with like if you have a a style from a air quote legit artist to that has put your, stuff out to yeah. AB with yeah. just if there's like a production style that you like or an overall the shape of the tone. song you can yeah. compare it to and mold yours to be so that you yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's true do you do that with anybody um no not anyone like I mean I guess I the two I'll tell you who my like two favorite people are in terms no I've I mean it's hard to say (laughs) it's hard to say I don't actually like I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like I mean I've put I don't have one specific person that I always pull into my tracks just because I haven't gotten into a habit of doing that so much but just in terms of inspiration um like Kraftwerk and D'Angelo which are like very different but when I think of like where, what I bring, it's like those two pieces meeting and like not to compare myself to either of them because <laughs> they're both just like, oh my God, just insane in different ways. But like, 
And also in terms of like combining different things, I look up to Hiatus Coyote mm-hmm. because like in turn, like just bringing together like many different genres into this new thing, like that really inspires me. Um, but in terms of arrangements, it's like craft work, but with a groove would be like how I yeah I see what I was doing. So if I were to drag things in, but I don't think I could dra- drag D'Angelo in because it's like his actual instrumentals are really different to mine. Like the the grooves uh-huh. I like, and I mean I love his music. I keep the grooves, but like my instrumentals aren't super like his are all like live instruments and really like kind of like how would I describe? Especially his latest album is kind of like mm, it's like dark and gritty and like I love it, but it's not. The sound not, that I would compare to mine. Yeah. Are you familiar with Kimbra? Yes, actually. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was sing, she sang on somebody that I used to know. Yeah. Have you ever listened to any of her solo no, material? No. It it's very very similar to what you're doing. Really. In okay. a really cool way. Okay. I'll check it out. And I would think that that's that's an artist that I would definitely look into. Okay. Um, the album that she has a couple albums. There's one that she put out a couple years ago. I want to say it's called the golden ring or the golden something like that, mm. but it's like this awesome like fusion of like soul and jazz and hip hop and funk and rock. I would love it. Those are all with the like, that I, yeah. With like, and like she's an outrageous lyricist. Like okay. her range is super cool. Um, oh, she's I have awesome. to check her out because yeah, yeah the, the genres you just listed. Are yeah. Like, that it reminds is me. me a lot. And it has a very like, that throwback sound, but with like a good modern production, like very mm. clean and crisp. And it just, it reminds me of a lot of the stuff okay. that you're doing. So I think that if you're looking for anything that's more of a specific sonic reference point. Yeah, that's really good to know. That would be a suggestion yeah. from me to you. Okay. That's really good to know. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely listen to her. Moving forward. I guess now that you've got a new microphone and you're yeah. learning things and you know, what, what is the, the end goal? Do you ever intend on p- performing live Yeah. or, you know, if you do perform live, are you going to perform live solo? Do you want to go to the trouble of finding people to play with you live? Like, mm. I know this is all kind of, you're working this out now, but yeah, I think right now, all I know is that the next step is that I have to start performing live. I just have to exist I've had a few people tell me that it's not enough to just exist on the internet on a website. Like, to be real, to just actually have a presence in the music world, you have to, especially these days, like, there's so much stuff on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to actually get a base of people who, are, who like, know who I am and who are supporting what I'm doing, like, I just want to put myself out there and, like... Even meeting you, like I've just been going to all these different things because I want to know what's going on. I want to it's be important. able to meet other people. Yeah, and I'd love to play with a band one day, but like that will happen. That might come to me if I put myself out there. Uh huh. So the first step is I'm just gonna start performing anywhere I can, like at open mic nights, and just see where that takes me. Is but in terms of the live performance itself, yeah. is it just gonna be kind of like you and backtrack? Are you gonna yeah, do any that, instruments? I'm not happy with that. That's really like not where I want to be. Yeah. Um, but again, like I'd love to. I'm at the point right now. Like I, for my life, I cannot sing. Like if I'm playing the bass and singing, one of them, like my brain can't fully focus on both of them. Like totally. I, you know, and it, it's just a matter of practice. But like if I focus on the bass line, the singing gets shitty. If I focus on the singing, the bass line gets shitty. Um, ideally, I'd love to play with my own tracks, but like 
that's something I can work towards. And like we said earlier, just because I'm not there yet doesn't mean I'm not going to start performing. Uh-huh. So I'm going to start with that's what I have, say, get good at that, and keep growing. That was just what I was going to say. How ironic would it be if we're over here leading the charge on a, yeah, even if it isn't what you want, just start. Yeah, yeah. And then like, no, you know, I'm not going to no. play live shows yeah, yet. Yeah, I shouldn't just because it's <laughs> not enough to just sing over a track. <laughs> but I can imagine that. that it, I think that I agree with you. Mm. You definitely need to get out there and do some stuff because I think the stuff that you're doing is a lot of fun. Thanks. And I'm excited to hear the new stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to put it watch out. It, watch it all grow and blossom and get you involved with more people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, keep, like, keep in touch. Anything that's I going was, on. Yeah, it was just – I was – Definitely, I was like impressed when I heard the stuff. Thank you. That you know? means a lot. It yeah. was it was really cool. Thanks. Super cool. It's nice. Like I've I think I've finally reached. Again, it's a long journey, but like for for years, it's like I mean you have to go through that. But for years, you're putting things out and no one's really listening. So I've just reached a point, like literally in the past maybe six months, where I'm starting to actually feel like like more part of this world. Which means a lot to me. Like, just even this interview means a lot. Like, I just, I just love the fact that there's so much. There's a lot going on in Pittsburgh, and to be like aware of it and part of the there's scene too is much really cool. Going on, it's crazy. Yeah, Pittsburgh is on the rise. It's, it's changing. Things are changing. <laughs> How long have you lived in Pittsburgh? Since I was eight, but my mom grew up here. She moved to Italy when she was like in her twenties and met my dad there. Okay, so that's how you ended up back. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah. Outside of recording music and writing songs and video mm. and art, are you into anything else? Um, Do you have any just hobbies that are completely disconnected from being creative? Um, I guess I've gotten like more, I'm not religious, but I've gotten more like spiritual, like just in terms of like yoga and trying to be more present and med- I also love going on walks and I love just observing things. I'm a big fan of nature. Like to me, like my problem with religion is that it doesn't give enough credit to how amazing it actually is. Like the story of like, okay, God made Adam and Eve and he made trees. Like it's actually so much more complicated and that like is enough for me to be super moved. But anyway, I, I've been into like spending time more time outside and walking around and just being in the present is something I'm really trying to learn to do. Uh-huh. I think that's like really important, especially with screens everywhere all the time. Like, Yeah, I was going to say it's super interesting to have like one half of your life that is kind of very deep in creation in digital formats. Mm. And then the other half of your life is just I want to walk and observe the world. And yeah. Be away and from traveling the is my other thing. Like that is what I've spent. I just took a gap year. So um, after graduating high school, I spent the last year like I was in Denmark for three months at an international folk school, and then in Sydney for six months. But I traveled like I saved up and went to like Tasmania camping, and also went to this nudist hippie festival in the outback for like five days. <laughs> How was that? It was it was clothing optional, so I wasn't like there was like a mud pit and like different stuff <laughs> that I got naked for that part. But they had there was no set list; it was just spontaneous drum circles, and only acoustic instruments were allowed. And there were like stages all over the place, so it was all spontaneous. And like members or like participants of the festival were also playing, and anyone could join. It was awesome. But those experiences were like what fulfill me. Like I 
I guess it's creating things and traveling and meeting people. Like all of that is where I find uh, find meaning, I guess. And um, I also just want to bring up because right before I came here, I went to my first um, psychic reading with this lady. Okay. Yeah, and it was really interesting because I don't know about the future stuff, but in terms of reading me as a person, the first thing she said was, "You like to sing and you like to dance. You, I see a lot of computers." And you're like in your life. And she also said, I think you've gotten more spiritual recently. And then she mentioned the past year and a half of my life have been about opening doors and moving from point A to point B and meeting new people and just like opening yourself up to the world. But basically, like in <laughs> terms like, of what we were just talking up. about, everything I just told you, like <laughs> she just said to my face. I, you know, I didn't have to think about it. She told she me and I just the, relate it back to you. She did but, the podcast with her. Yeah, it was and then she told me she I know. <laughs> she she was really old. So she told me, she says, I know you like me music and you like to sing, but you got to get it on tape. You got to get it on a tape recorder. <laughs> 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 it was awesome. But yeah, so she like, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. Like a lot of the things we've talked about today, like she just told me about myself before I came here, which is, huh. I, I don't know. I, I believe that, I think there's, again, this is a big tangent, but we're that, talking about that's, spirituality. That's what podcasts are for. Yeah. Um, so we only have five senses, right? There's a lot more, there's a lot more information around, like our bodies are filters and they're taking in like, okay, we have eyes, we have smell, like there's so much more information around us that we can't even begin to imagine. Like even the fact that there's like a sh this type of shrimp that has like, uh, like 28 color perceiving cones in its eyes that can see all these colors that we can't imagine. So anyway, like when it comes to people who are psychic or proclaim to have like another sense, I, I believe it because I think that like, I don't even think of it as, like, a religious thing. It's, like, actually scientific to me, like, that if you might have some kind of mutation or some kind of part of your body that's susceptible to a type of information that most people can't pick up on. Like, I, I think I believe in that. Yeah. It's definitely not impossible. No. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me. I, I'm a very simple person in the fact that if I experience something and it's real in front of my face, I believe it. Yeah. You know, I've had weird moments that other people have probably had. Like one specific moment where it's actually happened a few times where I think something is going to happen or I think I'm going to run into somebody at a random place yeah. and I, I do run into them. Yeah, that's happened to But me I mean, also, it's kind of the same mentality of as a, the thing you were looking for was in the last place you looked. Mm -hmm. You know, what about all the other times I think of things randomly in my head and they don't happen yeah. and I forget that I ever thought about them. Yeah, that But is there's true. definitely more than enough circumstances where, you know, I like, oh, I think I'm going to see my friend Josh today at yeah. the mall in the CD store. Yeah. And then I'm randomly at the mall in the CD store and there's my friend Josh. Yeah. I and recently it's like, what? I recently had a dream that, so our shower has been broken for like, like barely any water was coming out of it for like a few months and it sucked. So I had a dream that this man was like, I opened, I knew there was a presence there and I opened the door and this man was just standing there staring at me and I said, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing in my house? And he said, I just fixed your shower. Like, thank me, please. And the next morning I woke up and the shower was working. I was like, mom, did you get it fixed? And she was like, yeah, he came yesterday. And I didn't know. Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't even know. Like, that's another thing. But in terms of that woman being able to assess people's, like, energy, yeah. I, I think there's some, some truth to that. I mean, and I also don't know how she could have yeah. understood so much about Who me knows? on the spot. Who knows? Yeah. What about, uh, like, paranormal stuff? Is that something that you subscribe to? Uh, 
I think that it might be a part of your unconscious, but that doesn't make it any less real, you know? Yeah. It's just, there's many different ways of, of, there's many different versions of reality. Like, there's no one version. I don't think necessarily that my grandpa is, like, standing there watching me, actually, that he's conscious and that's what his life is, is sitting in a room and staring at me. Like, why would he want to do that, first of all? But I think that, people manifest themselves in more ways than just their physical existence in the world. And that's a different type of, that's another dimension of, of human reality. So I don't know if that, that's how I see it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've had like weird things that have happened to me, but nothing, nothing amazing, nothing mm. to make a movie out of. Yeah. 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 My mom actually one time, there was a, some crazy guy started shooting at her house when she was like eight, oh, shooting yikes. a gun. Yeah. And she went and hid in her room and this giant white orb appeared. And this she was like covering her ears because it was so loud. This big, deep voice saying, don't be afraid. Huh. And so, you know, like my grandparents went to the church and asked <laughs> how to deal with this information. And they said it was a guardian angel. But to me, it's like maybe it was a coping mechanism. Her yeah. brain kicked in and created a powerful, you know, hallucinogenic experience that got her through that and it was real in one way yeah who's to say what's real and what's not yeah yeah we're very limited humans are very limited <laughs> relatively mm-hmm. so wrapping up you got a mixtape coming out mm -hmm. to be determined yes like in the next few months mm -hmm. which is what i've been saying for like a few months but. and you know you'll be playing some shows uh to, to be determined yep <laughs> and the video will be coming soon and the video mm -hmm. is the video for a song that's already released are you gonna be no. okay so you're gonna give them the the one-two punch yeah new song with a video yeah i'm trying to decide if i should release the video before the song the album or the mixtape but i don't know we'll figure that out but they're both coming cool where can people find your art and music and all that. Um, so music is on SoundCloud, uh, Lily Traviato. I also have a band camp, but I just kind of think Sound SoundCloud is like where it's at in terms of what I'm doing. I, they're kind of different. I don't know. Uh, but they're both there. I also have a website for my art, but it's like through Weebly. So it's like lilyandtraviato.weebly.com. <laughs> Not the best No, name. no. I have to pay for my own domain at some point because I kind of... I kind of want to make a blog that just has everything in one spot. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I think that's smart. So that'll that's a in the future. That's a thing that I'll invest in. I also like to write. So like I would like to have my writing, my art, my music, and all that in one yeah. spot. Yeah, and I'm, the other thing I'm trying to do too is put out content that doesn't direct people to like big business social media. Mm. I like the idea of having like my own hub because again, yeah, it's like. Yeah. Like we were talking about having control over your your art, uh, like the visual representation of your music and yeah. mixing your music. Why are people giving up control of their Platform. image on social media? Yeah, You can make a website and you can make it look however the hell you want. So yeah. I'm trying to get more into that and pushing people to check me out on yeah. the website. Like, instead of pushing them to SoundCloud, push them to your your site that yeah. you control. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, sure, maybe I'm still hosting my music on SoundCloud. It's still but practical. But it could be I mean, like in a, a widget there. on your website, you know, yeah. where it has like your own background and it's just like your yeah, own that's, pulls you yeah. into the environment instead that's of smart. like the ugly looking interface that SoundCloud has yeah. and the ugly looking interface that Bandcamp has and 
all all the social media. It's all yeah. just like it's like being in a hospital or something. Yeah, it's all yeah. just like plain and ugh. Yeah, for sure. Not good. No, not so good. So make a website. But there's a solution. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely I'll have to do that. That's also there's a lot of steps I'm going to make in the future, but it's exciting because like we said, I've reached the point where that's the next step. Uh huh. But yeah. Okay. Well, hey. Thanks for coming over. Thank you for having me. It's been really good. Yeah. And check out her stuff. I'm going to post check some links cool, in the cool. episode description and stuff like that. Maybe we can even throw in a clip of a song. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. I'd be happy to I do that. I normally don't do that, but I want people to hear your stuff. So. I could I would, um, I could play a new one that's not released yet. Like through the let's 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 not do it through the microphone. I can add it in. Like oh gotcha, nice. I can yeah, edit yeah, it yeah, in. yeah. No, yeah. I thought I wasn't gonna do it through the mic. I thought maybe you had like an aux cord or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I can I send could it to do you. that. But I'll just no. If you can, okay, just that's send fine. me something. Yeah, I was actually thinking that because it's like I'm totally as if it's gonna leak. No one's actually like <laughs> looking for my shit. So <laughs> I'm happy to share one of my new songs. Yeah. Cool, that'd be awesome. Well, thank you again for coming over. Mm-hmm. Good luck shooting your music video thank today. You. And that's it. Awesome. Thanks cool. for having me. And we are done. And that is all, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Hope you liked the music. Lily is awesome. It's so cool to see younger people coming up and just, you know, seeing it just keep fucking going you know music is not dying on the youth that's some old man shit i'm gonna say but you know it's not and it's awesome to meet young excited passionate people keep an eye out for everything that lily's doing if you see her on a show or anything like that go check it out go support and support other shit too there's tons of awesome music in the city and You know, I wouldn't know about any of the fucking people I bring on the podcast if I wasn't involved. And you wouldn't know about them if you weren't listening and you weren't involved. What am I? I don't even know. I feel like I'm probably preaching to the choir at this point if anybody's still listening. But yeah. Hey, get your friends out to shows and uh, support local art. That's all I'm going to say for now. I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2017. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.